Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 424. This is your guide to the geek side. And I'm one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, host extraordinaire, joined by Charlie Carden. And we are here to bring you all the things in the world of geek. Dancing queen. This is why you should watch our YouTube. Yes. You can see all the stuff in my background. Head bopping. Yes. Head bopping. Yes. Good evening or good morning or good night depending on when you're listening to this. What's going on, everybody? It is, uh, it's Sunday for us, getting ready for a, a week away. Uh, my company has their big national sales meeting, which is uh, three days of meetings and five days of drinking. Okay, we don't drink on the last day because we're leaving. But okay, it's four nights of drinking. There we go. You know, corporate America. <laughs> That's what we That's do. where money goes when you buy these things. You pay for these people to be silly and, and do their thing. Thank you. Yes, we yes. work hard, so then we make your money work hard for us uh, in alcohol. So thank you yes. very much, I appreciate it. Yes, but we want um, to thank the real stars of the show, not Charlie's company. Superstars. That is our patrons. Nope. So thank you to best buds, Jamie Prinky, BFFs, Sean, Stella, Henry Nias, Missy Merchant, and Andy Milken, and a shout out to our newest patron. That's Mister Corey Derrick Hudson. He Corey's a great supporter of Super Friends Unite over time. He just had actually on his Patreon show uh, where he he made the mistake of introducing Charlie, myself, and Mark all at the same time. It was it was a nightmare, um, but a fun. It was a fun nightmare, kind of like you know the dating world. <laughs> it was a fun nightmare. It was. No, it was yes. Good time. Yes. Yeah. So. Corey's a heck of a guy. He obviously, you know, he does a Patreon just like what we do, but he's got a great network of people behind him uh, and they produce some great content. So um, it was it was it was a pleasure to be on there, kind of be in the spotlight, have people asking us questions. I was like, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it was cool. No, it really gave us a chance to, to kind of explore and and kind of think a little bit more about what we do. So, yeah, that was awesome. So thank you, Corey. Um, you might not be thanking us once Todd puts up on the screen uh, this week's co uh, cover, and we got this covered. Oh, my God. Say magnifique. preview. It's a Marvel this cover, preview. This cover speaks yeah. to me. I really didn't understand what this was, so I had to look it up. So this this thing that we it's, have is called Marvel Preview. The title is called it's Paradox. Yeah. Um, it's and it's Xanadu. It's Xanadu. That's what I'm telling you. It's it's a weird one. Um, and the cover is it looks like Rick Springfield with a a scarf with a deep V, uh, along with yeah, uh, I, I guess the Grim Reaper who's gonna make us an offer. Uh, a lady in like yeah. a weird bodysuit that probably was you know a, a prototype from Buck Rogers. You got a cyber right. cyborg cop maybe you got maybe. dancing ladies in the background You've like this, like logan's run yeah exactly it like, it's, that's what it is it's logan's run it's it, logan because look at they have the dome city and the explosions um oh and what does it say at the bottom of oh, the, the most I, incredible it's, character it's, contained in the history of illustrated fantasy yeah, it's tough because it's a it's a silver white background and yellow lettering. So we missed like maybe a third of that is is not really readable. Yeah, you so. got to work on your fonts. This, you can't have a like a light font yeah. against light background, folks. Come on. 
right and and very and very small print as well so this is fascinating and i two things i would read this in a pinch but i will tell you that i doubt very much it exists digitally anymore i i don't i don't think you go out there and find it no no and actually this was i believe the last issue of uh this well actually there was one more issue after this and then it went to then it went to a new title called bizarre adventures and the next one's great because it's like it it looks like charlie's angels with like black widow on the cover it's really crazy i don't understand this because yeah yeah, none of none of this is, you know, Marvel character related. This looks like it's like, hey, we wanted to, you know, take a cross between Xanadu and Zardoz and Logan's Run. And this kind of stuff is popular right now because it's 1980. So you just went out to see, you know, Mad Max and, and a lot of that other stuff I mentioned. Um, yeah, I would really love to. And I love the Rick Springfield re- reference. That's great. Those hair's not long enough uh, from back in those days. Um, I would love to read this. So um, if anybody out there listening uh, has ever checked this out, you're watching our YouTube channel. Um, I would love at me on Twitter at the C3. I would love to hear about what this is about because I am I am riveted. This was this is why I let Todd exclude exclusively make the choices for these because he does his homework i think this is i think this is an this is an achievement so check this out if you're uh you know a listener of ours who maybe picked this up for a dollar and 25 cents in 1980s dollars that was probably like 10 bucks or something um but you plunk down cold hard cash for this deal i would like to hear all about it i'm i'm fascinated yeah and and charlie if you look at the doc i put the picture for the next issue and that's when they moved to bizarre adventures that's, I mean, that's not Black Widow, but it looks like, uh, was, what, what no, was that is name? Black Victoria. Widow. Oh, but it looks just like, uh, what's her face? Who was on Dallas? Who Victoria Principal? It, it is, but it's, like it's Black Widow, yeah. the, the Lady Demon, and Daughters of the Dragon are, are, are featured in the oh, next issue. So, Co- Colleen Wing and, um, uh, what's her, they were on the Luke Cage. Uh, Misty, was it Misty? Misty Knight. Yes. Misty Knight. Yes, yes. So yes. there you go. With writers I like, like Chris it. Claremont, Michael Golden, uh, Marshall Rogers, like, Bob McLeod, Ralph Macchio, Paul Gulasi doing art. I mean, come on. This is top tier Marvel. Yeah. yeah. With Yeah, for the early 80s. So that is fascinating. However, because you publish it here, now you can't use it next week. So you're going to have to find something else. Oh, no, I don't repeat. Okay. I don't make I don't I don't repeat no. myself, Charlie. He does not lather, rinse, repeat. Well, that is fascinating. Somebody else who doesn't lather, rinse, repeat. Uh, I'm talking about Madam Webb. Uh, so you want to stand at least five feet away. She's not so much with the hygiene. At 123 years young, she's still down in the sweltering heat. Maybe that's why she doesn't smell so good. Uh, down at Hollywood and Vine with all of the hottest tips for us, the biggest news. Let's go check it out right now. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. As Charlie mentioned, uh, 123 years, I believe um, this was your birth date. Uh, So congratulations on not dying. Um, We appreciate you. Uh, I believe you have been sent a coupon for Woolworth uh, Nickel and Dime for a breakfast or a lunch uh, menu item of the Bluebird special for a dollar and 22 cents, you get a boiled egg, sauerkraut (laughs) and spam. Enjoy. Uh, I, 
I remember when Missy Merchant and I were doing our Patreon segment on uh, Quantum Leap just recently. Uh, one, a character got an egg, egg salad sandwich for lunch. I was like, whoa. Oh, I love in egg the, salad. It was so good. In the deep, in the deep south in an unair conditioned lunch counter. Egg salad. Oh, love it. Fantastic. All right. What do we got? I'm going to let you tackle this one up sure. the top. What do we got? Yeah, so um, Transformers, uh, they are basically managed by the Hasbro Corporation now. They have an E1 uh, company, but they don't actually distribute their films. They go through Paramount uh, for most of their content, uh, similar to, like, believe, G.I. Joe, My Little Pony. Uh, I'm trying to remember what all. And then Hasbro also owns Dungeons & Dragons. So that's kind of like their all of the licensees right. that they own. So we are seeing a lot more with Transformers coming up because it's been a cash cow over the years. You've always had a Transformers comic or, you know, cartoon series, a comic book and toys. Right. And they want to continue to milk that beast. I'm a huge Transformers fans. So we're getting the live action movie this year, which hopefully is good and following Bumblebee. But we're also going back to its roots with actually having an animated movie, which the last animated movie in theaters was 1986's Transformers the movie. Woo! Where Optimus and, Prime and died. Where did you get that beautiful one-sheet poster that hangs in your house? Uh, sorry, Charlie. It no longer hangs in the house. It was a casualty of the move. Oh, are you serious? What happened to it? I mean, is it destroyed? Or it got it sliced. Away? Well, because the cover was just cellophane, essentially. It got sliced. Oh, yes. I know. It, and the reason I bring it up is that uh, when I was a kid, my mom worked at a local Fox station that syndicated both G.I. Joe and Transformers. I got a print of each. Uh, they're beautiful 24 by 36 prints, hand-drawn. They were wrapped in cellophane, but I took mine out of the cellophane years ago and framed it. Oh, I never Todd did. clearly did not. Oh, Todd, you're breaking my heart. And, and, I, and I understand why you never told me because you knew how upset I would be. It was casualty of the move, Charlie. Sorry. As many no, things happen to be. No, I I have had many things destroyed in moves over the years, so I totally get it. Yes, just like Optimus Prime, uh, a casualty of our childhood. Now, Um, speaking speaking of that, I'm reading through this cast list. Uh, Hemsworth, obviously being at the top, is playing a young Optimus Prime. Now, that is a bit of an oxymoron for a robot. What is a young robot versus an older robot it's it's a robot well, it's not like it's a car where it's a classic car it's, well, it's a robot you know the cylinders get old you know your horn gets a little oh. aided, you know you know you, you, when this... you've had a car for 20 years maybe the horn sounds a little bit old it's it's a machine it ages it needs oh, it's, upgrades it's, it, it's kind of a ship of the theseus kind of thing like you know vision like vision did in wandavision uh, parts replaced how much of it is the original it hasn't had its you know version 2.0 software upgraded they, 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 right. they have software so they they age over time because you know the software gets old you know okay. you gotta update the okay, I mean, i'm assuming they're running off of windows or something like that so they have to go to windows, windows 12 95. yeah they're running off windows <laughs> 3. or you know windows 3.1 so they gotta upgrade so that's how they yeah. get older charlie um but yeah we're getting All this right. we're getting this uh, it's essentially telling the origin story of the Transformers um, with a all-star voice cast. And they're pretty serious about the voice cast because, we, like you said, they've got Chris Hemsworth, Brian Tyree Henry playing um, Megatron, right. Scarlett Johansson playing RC. Um, then we've got, uh, or sorry, Alita, not RC. Keegan-Michael Key is yeah. Bumblebee, which is good because I'm so tired of Bumblebee not speaking. 
Thank God. Exactly. Let's put that away. It's dumb. John Hamm yeah, as Sentinel Prime. Down. Lawrence Fishburne hey. as Alpha Trion. Lawrence Fit. Now, I'm not familiar with the Alpha Trion or the Alita characters. Really, I'm not sure about Sentinel. I know, I know Bumblebee, Megatron, and Optimus Prime, obviously. But that's like me throwing obscure GI Joe characters. Yeah, it's the same thing. This I'm is a lot of the, the this is a lot really of the know. history yeah. of the Transformers before. Yeah. I mean, they they reference a lot of these 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 characters in the past, especially if if you did not yeah. watch like some of the more recent things where they've gone into these characters, like in the comics or some of the other animation. Those were the, that's where they were focused on in the original Transformers cartoon. They might have talked a little bit about them in some flashbacks, but not much. So this is really supposed to be about how. How the Autobots, or, or sorry, the, the people of Cybertron were of one, uh, I guess, focus. And that's where you get right. the split eventually of the Autobots and the Decepticons, which creates a civil war, oh, gotcha. which then destroys Cybertron. This is kind of the beginning of this where they were friends. And, um, you know, normally I would say, okay, is this going to be of interest to anyone? But animated, more, uh, I guess, more mature films. With, with with animation is becoming a little bit more, I guess, accepted. Like we had into the Spider Verse, I would say that would be a version right. of that. Um, so when you when you say more mature, it's not like it's adult content, but it's more for teenagers. Teenagers, yeah. teenagers bleeding into the little bit more adult crowd. So kind of you know people who are enjoying something like oh you know it'd be like if it was a, a Star Wars an animated Star Wars movie like oh I love Star Wars, but younger people also enjoy it, so it's made for that that you know teen slice and up so pretty much yeah the better i mean and then it can appeal to more adults too it's not it's not like the farts per minute not this cute animals not this the songs per minute as well with a lot of the animation think of like the the core that that heritage disney and pixar typically it's cuter cuddlier more emotional um whereas you know we haven't really had a lot of wins in the more like we can tell cool, more mature stories that aren't always yeah. about cute factor, but they can tell really compelling stories and have good voice acting. Um, so like I said, yeah. Spider-Verse, I think, was one of the first ones that kind of did a good job with that. Um, so maybe yeah. that means we can enjoy more of these things. So maybe that's what they're going to go for. The voice talent's there with us. And the other good news is the director is going to be the director of Toy Story 4, which did very well. Ooh, Toy time. Story does a great job at pulling at the heartstrings. So this could go well. Um, I'm just not sure yeah. if, that's, if people want more of the Transformers in this fashion. I hope they do, and I hope it's good. Yeah, I mean, could be. And again, this is um, is locked in stone uh, for a little over a year from now, July yeah. 19 of 2024. So th- this will be a, uh, I won't say a highlight, but it'll be a component uh, of the uh, of the summer movie season next year. Um, and yeah, you've got Big Town Steven Spielberg is an EP. Uh, yep. and you've got uh, you, you've got a handful of people. I, I see Michael Bay's name at the bottom of this list. Oh, he just thing. gets he gets anything now. <laughs> anything that's Transformers, yeah. I think he gets kicked back. So right. they become a producer. That's OK. exactly yeah Yeah. but yeah so this you know and i would imagine the the quality slash performance uh of the film we're going to see this summer will will lend some weight uh to interest in this kind of thing you're always going to have the diehards that are really into that kind of stuff but you never know so yeah and and i don't um, think chris holmesworth can just do his uh, you know his australian voice i don't think because i don't think oh optimus prime was australian Hmm, interesting Roll out. Throw, oh, God, that was terrible. I'll be with oil and I'll eat it. Yeah, with oil. He'll, he'll, he'll say, he'll say <laughs> bloody don't even bloody worry about it, mate. Roll yeah. out. Eat. 
Yeah, I'm guessing he's going to try a voice. So hopefully, normally yeah. I don't love it when you get like celebrity voice actors because it's like they pull you away. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's so and so. But maybe. Yeah, that's John Hamm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, maybe John Hamm will pull a weird accent. Maybe. We'll see. Could be. I mean, they, they, but they didn't have accents. I don't know. You know what? We will find <laughs> I mean, out. accents. I mean, no. It's, I know they were going to get like, oh, and now they're speaking like they're from the Deep South. That would be an interesting take, or a take right, Charlie? <laughs> Right. Well, you know, and if we're if we're pursuing the the overall, you know, suspension of disbelief that uh, maybe they have a voice box that gets replaced over time. And this is a young version of Optimus Prime. And then he later on becomes who's what was the name of the dude who is a classic actor for Optimus Prime? Was it Peter Cullen? Peter Cullen, yes. Cullen. And then you had uh, Frank yeah. Welker as the voice of Megatron, Frank who is, who is a, 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 yeah. a ton of voice talent as well. Oh, yeah. my God. I mean, he went back to having voice credits. He was one of the... Was he Cobra he Commander, too? No. He was. Oh, he was. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. And it was Michael Bell, who I met at Grand Rails Kind of a few years ago, was was Duke, and he yeah. was a lot of other characters. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Frank Welker did some voices, and he was one of the young Spocks voiced in star trek 3 for example so it's just like he's a guy who's just been around forever. man we, we should anyway, we should get a, we should get some voice talent on our on our podcast interview some people who've been voice actors that really in, right. interests me well you've got the segment that you were talking about maybe this could be the the todd passion project you don't know stay tuned and of course visit us at patreon.com slash secret friends unite for the content that we do have because there's a lot of great stuff there. Um, all right, what do we got up next? It has to do with Todd. You grabbed me with his slug line. The blade is the blade movie gonna suck? Yes. What do you guess? Because vampires do suck the blood. So this blade <laughs> movie that's coming out next year, um, it was announced back in 2019. It apparently was ready to go, and then they found it was going to be like 90 minutes long and like only have like one action sequence. <laughs> and they're like, nope, we're not doing that. So apparently they have gone back to the writing uh, ring of, and to try to actually make a Blade film that actually works. And, and I'll be honest, I think the first two Blade films are pretty damn good. The third one, not so much. So and that was pretty much I, the I, first I, Marvel series that actually showed, right. like, hey, Marvel mo movies can make money. So they will right. have a place Marvel, in Marvel yeah. history. Yeah. Marvel properties, right? Following up the amazing success of uh, Howard the Duck in 1986 with duck boobs. And all those Fox made for TV Marvel movies that we love so much, like oh, Nick God. Fury and, oh, and uh, yeah. Generation X. Yeah, don't forget, you know, the Incredible Hulk with Thor and uh, uh, Thor, uh, Thor and uh, Daredevil and their version of the Kingpin. Ugh. Yeah. No. Yeah. So the um, good, the yeah. good, yeah. The good news is though, it sounds like they are bringing on uh, a good writer who did True Detective, Nick Pizzolatto, um, which can only mean good. But of course, if you're bringing on a writer now at this stage, we are in April 30th, and this movie's supposed to come out September 6th. Um, I, of, of I imagine what year? next year, <laughs> yeah, next year. Exactly. So it's like, <laughs> they got to get the script. Is he just there to polish the script? Is he creating? A I would script? hope so. I mean, because if, yeah, this, yeah, this production has been, Oh, he's uh, out since 2019. This was, okay. this was when, when it was announced. Yeah, he's been brought yeah. on board to punch up the original script by Michael Starbury, which sounds like Starburns. Remember Starburns from Community? <laughs> Well, it's funny you should mention that because it, it uh, Pat Oswald, who I revere, uh, did a 
uh, free uh, free comic book day thing about about the Starburns character, but um, he does a great routine about writing punch ups. And he said the awesome thing to do is get one on an animated picture because all you have to do is things uh, write things that people yell off screen. So maybe that's what this guy's doing. Like Blade's walking down the street and someone says, "Uh oh, I fell in butterscotch." That was from the patent bit. You know what I mean? Or just yell yell unfunny yell 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 unfunny funny things over unfunny dialogue. Hey Blade, you like steak? <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean come on it writes itself oh, folks uh don't yeah, put any Tom's, garlic no, on my food <laughs> yes yep no pineapple and garlic on my pizza hey oh it's gonna be sunny tomorrow i better wear my shades i don't know those are the oh things i get like oh. vampires don't like but cut so, it out so you know originally basim Tariq was set to direct the movie by a script by stacy ama osai kafur uh, but the production was put on pause following Tariq's departure. Uh, Bo DeMaio uh, from The Witcher was brought on to rewrite the script. And a month later, rewrites duties were handed off to Starbury as Lovecraft Country's Jan DeMarge was brought on to direct. Honestly, the only thing that hasn't been in flux through all of that is Ali really wants to be Ali Marshall. Uh, Marsh- Marshall Ali uh, really wants Marshall to be played. Yes. And apparently and he's apparently ensuring it's it's going to be the best possible version of blade so wow charlie you know movies with a really disastrous past can sometimes be can be saved sometimes they can't so i don't know yeah Um, blade seems like an easy thing to do though it seems like fight vampires well yeah it's not it's it's not high art it's not very much inside baseball i mean the last movie that I feel like had real attention that was this much of a dump and scrub, which is an old term from our family business. My dad ran a photo lab and that's what you do. You needed to clean the equipment as you would dump it all out, scrub it out and then reload it with new chemicals. So solo, a Han solo, solo, a solo Han solo movie was the big dump and scrub. They were like, you know, there were fights between Lord Miller and the great Kathleen Kennedy. And she said, you guys are out of here. And they brought in Ron Howard to refilm the movie, which Frankly, I enjoyed, but it uh, really tanked in the box office by Star Wars standards. And that was the last um, Star Wars solo film that we got because it just didn't did not exceed the expectations. So could this be a similar situation? You know, Marvel is, you know, in my opinion, looking to pull itself out of a slump, uh, which we might see next week with Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, uh, in which, of course, Todd and I will, I'm sure, be doing one of our famous spoiler casts about, uh, though we should probably get that figured out really quickly. Absolutely. Um, schedule that bad boy. Yeah, yeah. we're... Yeah, we're really hoping to see because um, there hasn't been a Marvel film since Endgame, myself personally, that's really blown my socks off. And let's not forget my star prediction of the movie of last summer was going to be Thor Love and Thunder, and it was not. So, yeah, this is is not good news uh, for Marvel kind of um, getting back to the glory days. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of – I'm cautious. Yeah, and Marvel does need to start setting up a lot of its new characters for success. And they largely yeah. have not had like trouble in the background. Like you've, they've had to fire directors, had to do things like Star Wars has yeah. on the other side of Disney. Yeah. So maybe this is one where it's just like maybe it's good that the star wants this thing to succeed. But we also saw that with what, um, uh, you know, <laughs> with with uh, a blank in his name, The Rock with Black Adam. I mean, he wanted to oh, succeed. God. And then we also had um, right. what was the other one that that I'm trying to think of, like that the the the, the actor was like so into it. But it's like, uh, 
you need to separate yourself from the fact that this is probably going to be a disaster. I'm trying to remember what that movie was, but oh well. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh well, we hope they can get this stuff together because Marvel wants to go into the the horror lens of of their 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 their, their universe because we got uh, Werewolf by Night. We like that a lot. Um, I guess Doctor Strange would be part of that in a lot of ways, but maybe not so much. Right. And yeah. And so if they want to go that route, they really need to make sure that Blade, if it's an anchor, is going to do well. So hopefully they do. Right. Anchor Blade. Oh, my goodness. Well, jumping back into Todd's number one favorite genre of films, I'm talking about prequels. Uh, We've got one for The Hunger Games. I don't have it in front of me now. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I got to tell you, and... (laughs) You know, being being a negative Nancy is Oxford's job. Everybody knows that who listens to this shit. This looks god awful to me. I'm sorry. Uh, and it was a two. It was a full two and a half minute trailer. Um, clearly, it's a prequel by at least sixty four years. Years the original sixty four years, years. It says so, yeah. yes. Yeah. So you've got a young version of Donald Sutherland's character. Is it Aldous Snow? Coriolanus. Who is Aldous Snow then? But it also, it looks like Wes Bentley's character is ageless. Is he a robot? Was that him or was it? No, it was. Uh, you were thinking of like uh, Stanley Tucci, but it's Stanley actually Tucci. Jason yeah. Schwartzman <laughs> playing Stanley Tucci. <laughs> oh my God. I this thought it was. A- like, is that yes. Jason Schwartzman? Yes. I mean, yeah, you master. know, Todd, yeah. I, I, I definitely have occasions where I'm cautious about things. And then I have, uh, occasions where i'm out like this is a piece of crap and i yeah i i'm i'm putting my foot down on this this is this is junk uh it's due out at thanksgiving um it was great to see peter dinklage i like yes. him but he you know I, he one actor cannot save a picture how no about two actors because viola davis is in this as well and she's awesome oh, yeah she's always awesome she absolutely yeah right uh, yeah and and, Dink- and and dinklage might be awesome in his own way but everything about this just i mean even from the name of it the song of the ballad of the birds and the snakes or whatever i mean there you go i just gave it a new name that my, the name that i gave it is more accessible the song of the ballad and the snakes or whatever yeah i, I and and i mean the whole point of this is this is after I think 10 years starting with the Hunger Games yeah, in a lot of ways. Exactly. Hunger Games. Yeah. Peter Dinklage is like kind of the architect of the Hunger Games. You've got the host, which is Jason Schwartzman, the, you know, the Peter, the, 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 um, blank his name, Stanley Tucci character for you see in the future yeah. that's hosting them. Uh, and this is essentially, uh, I, I guess they're trying to shift it from, um, where, uh, President Snow is essentially a mentor of one of the candidates to right, to right. support her district and at, at that time and, I guess it was uh, more like you're just going to be a sacrifice but she says she yeah. wants you know what are you here for you know right. what, how and are you the, gonna mentor yeah, me? the young lady yeah the young lady played uh, maria in west side story and she was athena in shazam that just yes. came out i think and she's wonderful right. yeah but and yeah, she's absolutely. like absolutely but right i don't yeah. think it's gonna save what looks like a, a kind of a shit concept, pardon my French. Um, so yeah, I just, I was watching this and Todd, you were watching my reactions. I was like, I was making a lot of Donald Trump faces. I was like, <laughs> just yeah, not having it. I, I mean, I see what they're trying to do here. They're basically saying since the hunger game was established, it really wasn't about having a winner, having someone you went yeah. behind. And this is where snow is essentially her mentor. Th- this one character, um, that you mentioned, uh, Lucy gray bard is her name. Um, yeah, of, of the character's name. And 
he's she's like what are you supposed to do for me he goes make you look good he goes no she i want you to help me survive so this is i think is where snow becomes the person that's really responsible for having the champion that you want to win your root for who eventually survives and i think that's i understand that but understanding and knowing where this goes it it feels to me much ado about nothing which a lot of prequels are it's like if this was such an important story why didn't we start here because started it. yeah like yeah like the star wars prequels not not that we want to go down that rabbit hole but yeah yeah so maybe oh, here's a thing here's a tiny little thing that made this guy like it whatever and you know pay attention because here's a whatever little wrinkle and i just oh no yeah i mean i i, I share your disdain for yeah if this was such a big deal and not just a chance to say hey remember this thing you like here's some stuff that kind of remember reminds you of us give us money to go see it yeah, it, it feels yeah, really I'm, like I'm people. It's really extending about the extending the franchise. This feels like a classic pitch meeting. Why? Because money. It doesn't feel like it's because we really love the characters in the universe. Maybe right. it is. I don't know. I'm assuming story. the author yeah, right. wants to make more money off this property. Wants to do more with it. I get no it. That's kidding. why you do Are it. Serious. Uh, and and fans of the franchise may be excited about it. I don't think this really goes beyond like the hardcore because I don't a lot of think yeah. a lot of people are like oh I saw the Hunger Games. Why do I want to watch the president that I hated be have a love interest? <laughs> right. Oh, he was a really great guy once upon a time, but then he turns into a bad oh, guy. Oh, I'm so. sure it's because yeah. she dies and something goes wrong. That's when he goes like right. bad. That's yeah, that's when he goes bad. I mean, yes. So anyway, um, like it or dislike it, uh, it will be available for your consumption consumption by your eye holes uh at Thanksgiving of this year. So all right, let's move it along, as I'm fond of saying. What is this next thing? This is crazy. You got uh, yeah. you got Captain America himself, Anthony Mackie, and like a Subaru that shoots or look like Subaru. Was it was it a Subaru? I don't I know. I think it's a Subaru but WRX. Yeah, like a like a like their their rally cars. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I will give you the breakdown of Twisted Metal. So Twisted Metal, Charlie. Uh, I know we don't talk about video games. This is a Sony property that this is like the dumbest property in the world that they have. But I think it's funny what they're doing with it. So Twisted Metal was all about just cars shooting each other like a Mad Max where it's vehicle combat. That's all it was. And then you had these wacky crazy like spy hunter villains but in a lot of ways it was like you got a crazy cl- clown in an ice cream car named sweet tooth then you got a guy with wheels on his arms that was trying to kill everybody and it was just vehicle <laughs> combat they eventually kind of tried to develop these like these villains these characters and like little little short mini films within the, the 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 video game but it was that's all it was it was just a silly game about car combat so the fact that now that Sony is putting this like TV series on Peacock with a real good actor, Anthony Mackie, and they essentially start off this this trailer, which you can watch online, where he's getting his car ready and he puts on Steal My Sunshine by Len. So this tells me <laughs> they've got a great so feel. 90s. Yeah, they've got a good feel of what yeah. the tone they're going for, which just means it's going to be a wacky you know, road yeah. trip with like vehicular combat. It's going to be weird. We don't know. Apparently he's supposed to be, um, and this is the, 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 the tagline says, uh, Anthony Mackie stars in the series as a motor mouth outsider named John Doe, who's offered a chance at a better life, but only if he can successfully deliver a mysterious package across a post apocalyptic wasteland with the help of a trigger, happy car thief. He'll face savage marauders, driving vehicles of destruction and other dangers on the open road, including a deranged clown named who drives an all too familiar ice cream truck 
called Sweet Tooth. It includes Samoa Joe, or Joe Sanoa, who is a wrestler who's going to be playing Sweet Tooth. Will Arnett is going to be voicing that character. <laughs> so very good. Nice. It's also got Mike Mitchell uh, from Tomorrow War and Love, Taj Vaughn's in P-Valley, Lou Beatty Jr., A Million Things in NCIS, and Richard Cabral. Lou, my, Lou Bega Jr., Mambo yes, number five? Lou Bega Jr., yes. Uh, and Richard Cabral... <laughs> From Mayans MC, American Crime, uh, and Mitchell portrays Stu, Mike's best friends. Okay, so there we go. So it's kind of funny because what I when I watch this, I mean, the tone is going to be kind of humorous, kind of weird, kind of over the top, probably gritty, uh, but also with a comedic tone, kind of like Zombieland is kind of where I'm feeling they're going. And Charlie, all I said when I saw this, I'm like, I'm hoping this is like the modern Cannonball Day, Cannonball Run. Where it's a wacky madcap adventure. Chuck Mangione's theme from Cannonball I Run. love Cannonball Run. The dumbest series <laughs> in the world. Sexy chicks in Lamborghini <laughs> trying to get away from cops. You got Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise driving an ambulance across country. I love these type of movies. They're great. <laughs> oh, I got it. You know what? I, I I barely remember that. I feel like that's worth a search and just watch. Oh, God. That's, that's going to be a great great watch not two kind of like you don't watch smoking the bandit part two or whatever with like or, jerry or, or reed Shack, you know or katie shack too you don't watch that yeah there's a lot of bad you know, sequels yeah. you just don't watch yeah yeah exactly it was just a straight up money grab neat all right so where where and when can it's I gonna be on peacock before? so we probably have it and actually the there's writers from cobra kai on this which makes me happy because i think they oh, nail it and will time. arnett is a producer on this too so it's on peacock and it's coming out looking for a date it's gonna probably be soon um yeah don't you hate when you can't find a date in the actual damn trailer um yeah it's coming out this year and that's all i can tell you okay. based on the, the, yeah, that works the article thanks well geek, maybe you'll geek have tyrant. yeah yeah good good pick all right hey, well maybe you'll have better luck with uh this next trailer which you du- dub jane wick because it's about but there's an upside to this that the dog isn't dead right away, but you can count on the same kind of violence. Yeah. So this, I saw this trailer. I'm like, this kind of intrigued me. It looked kind of fun. It's called the wrath of Becky. It sees Lulu Wilson on another ultra violent adventure. So I'm not sure if there was a a previous movie with this character. Uh, Oh, actually it's a sequel, Charlie. Apparently there was originally, there was a movie called Becky and this is about her, kind of continuing your life in kind of more of a peaceful countryside, you know, uh, you know, life where she's living with this, this woman, this elderly woman, she's helping her out. She works as a waitress and she has a run in with these guys and they call themselves the, was it the countrymen or something, which is essentially like the, the, the proud the, boys. Yeah. They're like the VD or something like that. Yeah. It was basically, it's, you know, some kind of white supremacy, something or other. Yeah. So, so this, and the, so basically she then, she gets pissed off because they kind of make her life crappy as a waitress. She puts some coffee on their lap. It burns them a little bit. She walks away. Well, then they do a home invasion, essentially beat up her dog and steal it. She wakes up and she wants her dog back because that's the only thing she has that, you know, apparently from her lost life where she lost her family and everything. Right. And uh, so, and, and guess what? Guess who has her dog, Charlie? Stifler. Oh my God! It's yeah, William Scott. Ta- oh, Sean God, William Scott. William Scott Thomas. Sean, Sean William, William Scott. Scott. And he is from uh, he's from uh, Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. Originally, yes. Isn't he? Yes. Yes. There you go. 
one of your claim to fame Minnesota Minnesotians. So um, yeah, who's showing this? Where's this on? Oh, it's this good, is a it's, it's going to be actually a theatrical movie. So this is actually going to be a movie. Yeah. Uh, it's coming to theaters, and it's coming in the end of May, May twenty sixth. Obviously, won't be oh, one of nice. our top movies, but oh um, no, you don't think so? But this one looks like it's going to be a a violent good time, and I appreciate it. I actually will go and seek out Becky and watch it because now that I know about yeah. this movie happening, I think I'll watch Becky and see how it goes I and think, how she ended up here. You know, Todd, we could break this down in a one-two punch in a future Thunderdome segment if we both want to get invested. You in know, it. Charlie, what are the, we doing next Becky weekend? Saga. We're watching Guardian Galaxy. Two weeks, maybe three weeks. We'll, we'll call it. Well, you said you said this was the end of May, so we'll maybe, like I said, maybe we'll we'll tee it up. Yeah. Uh, so that it's a one two punch. So, all right, cool. Good deal. Well, that is the end of the news. Uh, we're going to leave, leave Madam Webb on her corner. Um, and I'm going to get up my phone time. Oh, to that makes her sound like she's, she's making proposals. If you get my drift, I mean, I'm leaving her on a corner, but I didn't say it was that corner. I mean, I know it's Hollywood. It's not a great, <laughs> any corner is a bad corner to be a, a, a woman but on the streets. Todd's all over Oxford's all over the place tonight, you guys. My goodness. But anyway, it's time to get out Fuber, that Feeble Uber app. We are due down at the Geek Easy to talk a little bit about what we're watching and reading. So let's go. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting the Geek Easy, drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. Well, Charlie, how the tables have turned tabled. It was the it was it was the soccer ball through the goal of my soul. Yeah, so everybody's been telling me for three years now. Oh my God, Ted Lasso so great! Blah blah blah, this thing and that thing, yada yada yada. And probably a year or so ago, we we watched the, April and I watched almost everything together. So we watched the first couple and we're like, eh, put it back on the shelf. Plus, we have this issue, and it's funny because we just ordered we ordered another roku stream bar the new version of it because ours has color issues with certain apps like you mm. push a button and everything will turn red um and with apple plus it skips so like we enjoyed watching that show physical which is another one of their new uh, original productions kept skipping kept skipping um so i i, I signed up again today because i wanted to finally watch this show that everybody's talking about and it's still skipping. So April said, F it, I'm ordering it. I'm ordering the new unit and I'm getting the protection plan on it. So we're not going to deal with this anymore. Um, so anyway, started watching Ted Lasso. And again, 10 episodes, 32 minutes each. You can just blast right through them. It's no big deal. So I feel like we started this yesterday. We, um, we had seen the first three and didn't go back, which we should have because you there's should. something that references. Yeah. There's something that references the early episodes that we missed out on, but it gets explained pretty quickly. Um, um, absolutely fell in love with it. So we watched all of season one and then we're into season two. I think we're on the Christmas episode right now. Good one. Where they're, uh, yeah, you have uh, the, the premise of the show. If you've not seen it, you have an American football coach from the Plain States from Kansas uh, who takes a job um, running a British football club, uh, which would be soccer to us uh, neophyte uh, uh, Americans. Um, and it's, it's, you know, uh, Jason Sudeikis of SNL fame is Ted Lasso. Um, and it's fantastic. It's just, it's fun. Um, you have the guy, the guy who plays Rory Kent, who's the elder footballer on the team was Hercules in love and thunder. Did I get that right? Roy Kent. Yeah. Wasn't he? Roy yeah. Kent. There yeah, you go. That's who it's going to be. Yeah. Hercules. Yeah. 
And then you've got uh, what's her butt, whose name I'm already forgetting, who plays Keely, was in that. Um, oh that, uh, yeah, that, she, her her name is offer, very iconic. Offer. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, but it was it, the offer that April and I just watched that I talked about several weeks ago. The thing about the making of the Godfather. She was um, the right hand man to Miles Teller's character. So this is a lot of fun. Um, the, uh, the, the woman who, uh, you know, owns the football Anna club. Waddington. Holy crap. Waddingham. Yeah. She's, oh she's God. amazing. She's got a wonderful voice Call too. She's it. actually going to be doing Call. a Christmas special on Apple TV plus, and she's going to be doing a, it's like going to be going to be those classic Christmas specials with singing. Cause she's got a phenomenal voice. Oh, gotcha. Well, yeah, she jumped in there and did yep. a little singing in one of the episodes we watched. So, yeah. So I'm enjoying this show. And again, Todd, it's three, is it? the third season is going on right now is that correct absolutely like i think episode six just came out and it is a wonderful season uh it's the the show just and charlie you know the lens of ted and i would say this he is dealing with a lot of issues and you get to see some of the issues he deals with and he finally kind of puts away some of his 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 guard is sarcasm not sarcasm his his guard is jokes and he's very yeah well he's he's very exuberant and he's you know he's like you know what he's ned flanders even got the mustache he definitely is yeah 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 he never like tries let you know he has problems he wants to put his problems aside for other people and that has just right. created a problem in his life. And I love how they're ta- dealing with his anxiety, which he definitely has. Yeah. And uh, right. it's yeah, great. That was a great. Yeah. So um, don't tell me if he and uh, he and the owner lady get together because they give you that vibe. But who knows? That might be too simple. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. Um, and we're just going to I mean, I'm sure we'll continue to watch and be done with it in a, in a matter of. Well, weeks, watch but, the first yeah, three no, again. Watch the first three again. I think it's yeah. it's well worth it because definitely refreshes you. Gotcha. And I, I think I give yeah. this to about any comedy. I think you have to watch. If you're going to yeah. watch a comedy, you have to watch the first full season. If you don't, it's like, why even bother? Because comedies are about establishing characters and the things. And without right. that, it's like those jokes don't work. Well, they work right. because you get jokes to them. Can't- yeah. can't land without yeah without a rapport and you know it's the uh it's the the, the idiot homer simpson character the uh-oh spaghettios you know it's it, it, not everything lands so easily well so parks and Rex is so, a great example yeah. of the first season's not very good oh. but it gets so much better no, after right yeah right very no. all right very true i'll grant it that so anyway we'll go on watching that so charlie uh, is, uh, so is your my uh, yeah. your your my uh my um andor because i had to get past those six episodes yeah. to get to the good stuff Right, right. Was it six? How many episodes was Andor? I, I didn't thought it like was six. And, I didn't like Andor until episode seven. <laughs> oh, jeez. It was, it was eight. Okay. It was 12 episodes. Uh, so I'm like, I had to go more. I mean, I pushed myself. So, Todd, here's a pitch meeting. Ted Lasso and Andor, a show. <laughs> exactly. You know what? I may have to oh do with that with Lower Decks. Try. I know that's like the, 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 the I may have to do with Lower Decks. I may have to just like push through and maybe where season two is. I mean, it's me. 10. 10 episodes, 22 minutes each. How bad could it be? I mean, Good it question. could be bad. I can't remember where I stopped. Maybe I stopped on six, maybe. I don't know. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll push through season one of, of Lord X. Well, here is, here is an exercise because Mark is like, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Why don't you guys watch a couple of them together? Not together together, but be like, you know, all right, man, we we're going to do it. VR and we watched Rick and Morty. It was pretty kind of, it was a cre- pretty crazy. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Cause you yeah, can watch shows and together and it looks like you're sitting at the same couch yeah. and you're on a big screen. Oh, really? It's kind of crazy. Very, yeah. 
Very interesting. Yeah, Rick and Morty is one that's off my screen. But again, Rick and Morty gave birth to Lower Decks because it's the same dude. So, okay. Uh, very quickly, because there's not a lot to say about a literal 40-year-old movie, but um, there are screenings going on across the country. I don't know if they're over by the time you listen to this. Of Return of the Jedi, whose actual 40th anniversary is Memorial Day weekend, if I'm not mistaken. This was the end of the original Star Wars trilogy. It's Todd's favorite uh, film from the OT. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was a movie that my mom, who I just had dinner with tonight, pulled my brother and I out of school. I was seven years old on a weekday to take us to see this movie. So um, an accomplishment in parenting and at the same time, not an accomplishment in parenting, um, but it was worth it. So it was great. I, I have seen revival showings of some classic films on the big screen in the last like 10 or 15 years. And I feel like I always see something that you end up missing by just watching it on your regular TV. So like, for example, at the uh, 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 Grand Rapids Art Institute here a few years ago, we went and saw a uh, uh, anniversary screening of Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is my favorite film. And I noticed that the one German guy who's, you know, one of the three guys, not, not the guy in black, but the other guy whose face melts, he had a big, plasticky scar on his face and i never noticed that before watching it on the small screen so in this my big reveal was in jabba's palace when uh r2 and 3po are marched down to the torture droids chamber and he's reading them the riot act and blah 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 you don't see in the background that the ground is all littered with pulled apart r2 units and there's one that looks just like R2, and there's one that's a different color. But it's like there's a whole cachet of them. And I just never noticed it before. So that was the, th- that was the thing that I noticed. Also in the space battle, when Luke is standing wistfully looking out the window and the Emperor's like, you're going to burr, burr, burr. Um, the, the little flashes and stuff that you see are all looped because they're the same, same. You see two little dots come together and then disappear. And then the next shot, exact same two dots come together and disappear. So you see weird little things when you see something like this on the big screen. So um, that was cool. It makes me wonder. And the theater was packed. It was packed. And again, our theater, the Celebration Cinema here in Grand Rapids, has gone to all stadium seating. So there are less seats in each theater. And this was in Theater One, which is their main theater. And um, I don't know what the seat capacity is, but this was jammed. Um, And I like that. I like that. Something can bring people out. It sucks that it's a 40-year-old movie. Doesn't maybe necessarily bode so well for um for our you know summer movie wager. But again, this was a limited release. Um we went and saw it on noon on a Saturday and it was out the Friday before. I don't know if it's continuing to show. But anyway, it was enjoyable. And if it's still out there, check your little local theater. I think it's I think it's worth seeing. Very, very good. Um one question that I didn't realize this. The droid in the mandalorian was that 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 uh that was checking the surface of uh mandalore that was the droid that was the original droid that did not get bought by owen lars right correct okay you're right and if you redemption story it was that wasn't related to this movie but if you look at um if you look at some lore that may or may not be considered canon. He and R5D4 and R2 had this little beep bop boop oh conversation God. where R2 says, Hey dude, um, I really need to go with this guy Break to deliver a message. Down. And R5D4 said, All right, dude, I'll hook you up. That's that's a non-canonical, potentially not. We have to do some research. If I'm at me, at me at the, at the C3 uh, at, on Twitter, and let we me need know the, we need the we need the video yeah. footage of that conversation, please. I do. 
I need a, I need a judge's ruling to because that that was in Legends, but I don't know if they okay. made it canonical. Yeah, we need it. We need an so, all droids. Drop, so, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Add, add me. On, add, yeah. Please add me okay. on Twitter. And let Good me deal. I was game. watching. All I was right. listening to a podcast and they mentioned that. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yep. Same yeah. dude. Same dude. Yeah. All right. What you got? What you got? Yeah. So um, if you do listen to the Patreon episode on Boss Rush Media that uh, we were on, I did talk a little. Uh, a little bit about the show already. Charlie's kind of heard yes. a little bit about this, which is Schmigadoon. Yeah. Uh, I love season one, and it's essentially a, a musical show on Apple TV Plus. Love it. Michael uh, Michael Keegan Key, Michael Key Keegan. I never remember his, number, uh, his name. Uh, Cecily Strong. Michael, Michael Keegan Key, yes. Yes. A uh, couple, they're, you know, having some, emo, uh, you know, some relationship trouble. They find this land and it's the land of musicals it's oklahoma and all this stuff and they can't leave until they find true love and they have right. problems and they eventually solve them through song and then they leave well we get to season two uh they're having some troubles now that they're married they want to have a baby things are not going so well and, uh, yeah, but, but don't spoilerize okay. it for me you know it's just gonna the kickoffs it. very early trial. so they go back they tr- go back to try to find schmigadoon again well Things have changed. Schmigadoon never stays Uh-oh. the same, depending on what you want Schmigadoon to do for you. It turns is it, into is it now? Is it now Schmigadont? It's Schmicago, which is the tone of the show. It's all about the musicals. I would say probably from the seventies, maybe late sixties to uh, early eighties, where you've got Chicago, Hair, uh, Pippin, uh, Sweeney Todd. Uh, chorus line trying to think of anything else that's there from that era hair uh which i might have already said it's it's uh right. and jesus christ superstar where they're hitting those musical beats and they're they're informed by it but they're not like replicating it they're doing their own thing mm-hmm. which is great um so this this season is really bringing it's doing much like american horror story where it's bringing back the same cast in different roles and it is funny how uh, the main two main are like oh i don't remember her and they're like don't you remember her she was in this so it's kind of like they're going to that mo- mode as well and you do find out it's funny because uh Cecily strong character she doesn't like those type of musicals she likes the oklahoma and the happier funnier and keegan michael key's Mm -hmm. character actually likes these more complex less rhymey musicals as well so it's it's a really oh it's really good so this this series is on episode five ish or six of uh the second season so there's time to catch up uh but it's out on apple tv plus right now so um and, and charlie i mentioned this before apple tv plus man they just hit quality over quantity. Yeah, and just, it's wonderful. You said they keep it. They keep it tight. They, they're they like here's do. our blah 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 shows. Yeah, and they. Uh, it was funny when I plug back in. They have. I'm trying to. I'm trying to complete April's uh, viewing of all of the films that the Beatles made. Okay, so we've watched. The, we've watched the good ones. Hard Day's Night. Help. Um, that was about. And then of course we watched Peter Jackson's recent documentary, which mm-hmm. wasn't one of their films per se. But then to get into the ones they did that weren't so great, Yellow Submarine, which I had on disc, very iffy. But I noticed they have Magical Mystery Tour, oh. which is batshit fever dream. <laughs> if you've never seen, like it. The, the monkey's it head. Out, <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And this preceded it. It came out. It was aired on the BBC on Boxing Day in 1967. Oh boy. Okay. Day after Christmas, completely nuts. It's there on Apple TV Plus. Todd, watch it, but just buckle up. 
because it is it is full on. The Beatles are on all the drugs. They it was self financed, so they didn't have to deal with anyone restricting sure. their creative control. They could do it yeah, for the hell they wanted. Yeah, it was basically it was it was the Phantom Menace, but made by the Beatles. Oh God, yeah, that reminds not, me of that yeah. awesome like. Uh, was it Sergeant Pepper's movie with with the Bee Gees? Oh, and, with the Bee Gees, and, uh, and what's his and name Gene from uh, uh, Peter Frampton, right? Oh yeah, the Bee Gees, Cheap Trick, and Peter Frampton. Now I want to watch with that. with Aerosmith oh singing "Come Together." And I oh love that god. movie, kid. I didn't understand what it was, but I'm like, this is really cool. I really think it's cool. Oh my god, but I don't know how that happened. That how did is, that movie happen? I need- I need uh, a money and drugs. I do want to find out where that. I really, I haven't seen that. I saw that in Channel 50, Charlie, when we grew up. I'm like, what is this oh movie and why is it so awesome? So I didn't understand it at all. I didn't. And I don't know why I have it, how it happened. But well, kids, check out that movie if you want. We'll talk about it probably in a later episode. It Who is. Knows? Oh, it is, it is available on Apple TV Plus for rental. Oh my God, Todd, we got to watch it. Oh my goodness. I would oh. love to rewatch I would actually like to rewatch that because to me, it's like, okay. it, it's like I didn't understand it as a kid. Maybe I'll, I'll watch well, it. I'm like, Todd, what the hell Todd, are they thinking? I'll, like, Frank Zapp was I'll in the movie. It's so weird. I'll say. I'll send you $2, you send me $2, and then we both have watched it for $2. Sound good? I don't know how that happens. I have the service right now. I can watch it now. I know. So, well, there you go. Well, yeah. you, have to, you have to rent it. It's $4 to rent Oh, it, so to rent. You have to, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, see yeah, how that goes. Bad. We'll see how that goes. Yes. Um, okay. Well, I, I, I think it's worthy investment. But anyway. Wow. We're, we're rearing because we got to get back to Chicago. So watch it. It's fun. It's really cool. Yeah. If you like musicals, I think you'll enjoy it. If you don't like musicals, I think you may even enjoy it as well as a, as a just a, it, right. it, it's a very it's, good show. Silly fun, haha. So, all right, well, now you're on to a show that that I, I definitely gave up on. So, talk to me about yeah. Titans season four. Titans. So, Titans is officially ending with season four. It's part of the DC chaos. Uh, it's a show that actually I'm surprised it actually lasted as long as it did. Season three ended. I really enjoyed uh, those shows. They're hitting on like some major beats. Season three was all about the Scarecrow. Uh, season two was all about Deathstroke. Um, this one is all about a uh, classic villain in the Titans universe, which is Brother Blood. There's been stories with Brother Blood before, um, and we're digging deep into this. And I'm really enjoying it. It's it's the first two episodes are done. Um, we get some new characters. Lex Luthor is in this, which is pretty cool. Um, and I don't know where it's going to go. I've only got the first two episodes under my belt. So this is going to be a treadmill show or elliptical show. So it's going to be just more f- dumb fun. They brought in uh, Tim Drake. He was a he was a carryover from season three. The team is essentially right. still together, um, and we'll see where this goes. But I've heard some. I've had a little bit of spoilers on this fourth season. It's not complete yet, and uh, they're going to do a little bit of multiverse in this show, which is kind of cool. I like that. Um, it's not a great show, but I think it's dumb fun, and I enjoy it for that. So I wouldn't recommend it to say. <laughs> You mentioned that. <laughs> yes, I definitely have. Yes, it's it's I, I enjoy it quite a bit. It's not something I would recommend to people that don't have an affinity for DC and those characters, because yeah. guess what? It's not right. a great show. I get that. Right, it's not right. winning Emmys, but for me, it's good enough and I enjoy it. And it's done after this season. Nice. So guess what? It's over. And is it another one of these? It's 10 episodes. Yeah, 10 like, episodes. Okay, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's not so bad. It knows what it is. Well, you know what? If it's six right, and that's that's available on Max, correct? Exactly, pre Max. Excellent, very good. Pre pre Max. Yes. The oh, 
Oh, I'm not climax. <laughs> okay. Not, yes. Not. Uh, yeah. Not under under max. Yes. Not, yes. Oh, I oh, this never happens to me. Oh, anyway. thank you, Charlie. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you folks, that is it for uh, the geek easy. It's time to skip out on the tip because I'm pretty sure my drink got spat in, and this burger is probably made out of squirrel meat. Um, but I got to get up my app for Air Quantus. The land down under awaits us as always. Tina and the mutants are beckoning for our presence at the Thunderdome. Let's go. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. Thank you, Tina. We're sitting in the Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week we're doing a game. And this game, folks, is called Pitch Meeting. You've watched the web series where they pitch a production that has either succeeded or failed. Now, we're going to pitch our, make our own pitch meeting where we've created four categories with different uh, entries into those categories to create a movie or a TV series. So, Charlie, yes. should this be a movie or a TV series? Um, this is going to be a movie. Okay, we're going to do movies, folks. So, at this point, we're going to use the random number generator. So, we have four categories with 11 entries with different names and different settings. And, and basically, it's a setting, a genre, an antagonist, and a protagonist. So, Charlie Ooh. is going to go first. So, I will generate a number for him, which will create basically his different categories. So, in the setting category, Charlie... You are getting yeah. prehistoria. We got prehistoria. that. Prehistoria. Okay. Okay. So you're getting prehistoria. Okay. All right. Uh, so then, in regards to the next one, you are getting genre. fantasy as the genre. Fantacrap? Yes. Or crap. So the setting name is just prehistoria. The genre is fantasy. So okay. uh, the next category is. Aliens. <laughs> That's going to be the antagonist. Oh, I, I really wanted Evil Corporation. I'm bummed out. Okay. And then the last category, which would be the protagonist, is Pedro Wolfcry. So once again, Charlie is making a TV series, right? <laughs> movie. Oh, movie. Sorry. That is set in a place called Prehistoria. It's in a fantasy genre with an antagonist of aliens with a protagonist named Pedro Wolfcry. Charlie, oh pitch God. your movie to me, Hollywood executive Todd Esquire Oxtra. This is nuts, man. Okay. Right, 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 right. So this is my fantasy film on the Earth known as Prehistoria. Uh, as written on ancient cave scribing that we have since discovered, uh, aliens have come down from alienopia, and what they're looking for is um, chili. They're looking for a good chili recipe um, because they don't have the beans that they would really uh, need to make a really hot rootin' tootin' Texas chili. It's just it's it's nuts the things that you can't find in space. But you know what? Cave people don't know how to make that stuff. Um, you know, the youngest member of the prehistorian uh, backwoods 
Blango tribe is Pedro Wolfcry. He is a nerd. Oh my God. He's walking around with his stone tablets, you know, chiseling comic books and stuff. You know, girls wouldn't touch him with a 10 foot pole. He's got a saber tooth tiger kicking sand in his face at the beach, you know, and then all of a sudden the aliens show up. They start blasting away everybody, all, all, you know, all the prehistoria military and all the orcs and and, and fantasy guys and their knights in armor all blown away by alien technology until it's just Pedro and his um, saber tooth giraffe unicorn um, flippity flow uh, who need to find a way to get rid of these aliens. And he's going to have to do it through the technology of the day, which might be some kind of catapult. I'm not sure, but he's got to get these aliens out of there um, before they kill everyone and or steal the valuable chili beans, which are the real currency of both life and limb in prehistoria. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> yes, I am confused and amused. Is the best way to put this, Charlie? Um, I think you should be. I think if you maybe um, cast Jonah Hill and Yo, Ben yes. Stiller as like the fantasy leads and then you had maybe um i'm thinking um michael sarah and uh oh and maybe keegan michael key as the, the villains yeah the aliens yeah exactly oscar bait and I think, this is oscar bait really pretty i think this is going to be this is going to be a cross between animation and live action, like Cool World, the 1993's oh, Cool World. That's what I see. I thought you were going to go for like a Ted, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Well, you know, Charlie. Oh, could be. We thank you for your uh, submission. We'll get back to you. Okay. that You know what? That's fair. All right. Ooh, scattered applause. Okay. It's Todd time. So, random generated slot for the uh, setting of your film is slot number eight so it's the castle estates castle that, estates. oh no i'm sorry I picked a, no i picked the wrong no i picked a, i picked the wrong one because you were you have two tabs with your name on it so you're oh, setting no, no, is go, into your, go into your charlie pitch meeting go into your charlie pitch meeting tab oh my pitch me i thought it was todd is mine yours. where i what i where i pick everything oh okay. so they're in different All numbers because right, so i wanted to make sure we weren't repeating the sins okay well, number eight. So I'm in my pitch meeting. You're in your tab. This is your tab. So that number eight is Pirate Hollow. Pirate Hollow. All right. Think about that. Okay. And for bracket number, the next one, the your genre is a space epic. Space epic. Ooh. All right. Uh, your antagonist is plants. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and finally, your um, protagonist is also named Pedro Wolf. No, 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 that's not right. Your uh, number, yes, it's Ingrid von Blast. Ooh, I love this. I love this. Okay, so my movie involving Pirate Hollow, it's a space epic, plants are the antagonist, and the protagonist's name is Ingrid von Blast. This is perfect, Charlie. This is like what I've always wanted to create, a space epic involving space pirates. Now, not ice pirates, Charlie. We know that movie, how that ended. Not oh, that. And it was 
And it was a classic. Yes, it was. So we've got our protagonist, Ingrid Von Blast. She's a young girl. She's, uh, you know, down on her luck. She's a she's an orphan. She, she she's in a life she doesn't love. And she wants to make some of her something of herself. She's longed to become a space pirate. Oh, my goodness. She has tried to yeah. she's read about the journey and adventures of the space pirate dread. Uh, she's got Captain uh, Laser Hook is is one of her favorites that she wants to go after and she wants to serve on captain laser hooks space uh frigate and she wants to uh look for space treasure she wants to find space ingots space diamonds space bullion see everything is named space in front because it's in the future it's bullion, space like the bullion cubes yes okay. everything is space, space bullion yes space bullion right yes you can make soup out of it or gold uh depending where you go <laughs> it's a um, base but yeah. as we found every planet now is being overtaken by weeds space weeds Charlie. oh no evil space weeds they are coming from where we don't know where is the root of evil that are these space plants we find out that there is a villain named Lars von Weedkill. Oh, another von. Oh, so and it's <laughs> yes. they're, from, they're, they're from the great the same nationality with the von. Uh, Lars von Weedkill is a half plant, half mutant symbiote. He has infected all of the space pirates except for our hero, Ingrid. And she joined the, 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 the space pirates to redeem them. So she got together, found these other wannabe space pirates, and formed her own rugged crew. Oh, my God. We've got um, Swabby McSwabson. We've got... Uh, An Irishman. I like we've, it. We, we've got uh, Pegleg McPete. We've got... Uh, Another um, Irishman. Great. Pirate... The Dread Pirate. Uh, as, as the first P- mate. Pirate Pansy. Yes. And All then right. we've got um, 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 Swabby McSwabson Jr. <laughs> oh, he brought his son in. Exactly. Family exactly. Affair. The young one who didn't want to be brought into this pirate life. But guess what? They've got, the, oh, they have to go on a search like for, for the great herbicide in the side oh of the Andromeda uh, space dimension. Uh, if they find the that. Great, the great herbicide in the sky. They'll, oh my th- God. they'll get the great booty, which is being held hostage on the Amazonian planet of um, Daisy Vonia. And they have to break that down to get the great booty that they require so they can become great pirates and save the rest of the world. Ingrid von Blast, um, she finds a love interest but unbeknownst to her, it's actually it, it had spores put inside it by that great plant menace. And she has to kill her love to finally win the day, Charlie. The herbicide is placed. Decision. She has to get, say goodbye to her love and the pirates persevere and they get the booty in the sky and they win. Oh, Played out to the end of uh, Norman Greenbaum's Booty in the Sky. But, I love d- it. Wait, I mentioned that's a, it's a tr- it's a it's a threequel. Oh, it's oh it's a trilogy. I like it's it. It's a trilogy. Okay, yeah. Very good. 
Yeah. It's a trilogy. Very good. Well, I, I'm seeing that. I mean, very good. I'm seeing this as a huge summer tent pole. I want to see, um, I want to see all of the scars guards in this, even Stella, yeah. all of the scars guards, find them all. I think maybe if we could get any of the surviving Baldwin brothers, maybe the ones that aren't in jail or otherwise, um, how about McLovin canceled in Hollywood? I'd like to see McLovin. <laughs> Um, you know, you could, you could certainly bring in, uh, Seth Rogen as some kind of wisecracking chrysanthemum or something. Who does a lot of pots everywhere. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Does, oh, he, he is the pot. Yes. Yes. He, he's, he's smoking <laughs> he, pot in a pot. He's um, a marijuana. And, uh, he's actually a marijuana plant. Yeah. That makes sense. And what, and what can I say? Uh, we need uh, Channing Tatum and without a doubt, Samuel L. Jackson and Martin Sheen. How about Paul Rubens? Oh, oh boy, yes, you could you really pull that one back. Uh, maybe Donald and um, uh, Kiefer Sutherland uh, could could find their way into this in some fashion. Okay, so a lot of fa- lot of lot, lot of father son stuff, kind of tugging at the heartstrings. Like I said, I see it as a summer tent pole. I mean, the runtime of of uh, you know four hours will, won't dissuade anyone um, from missing out on this epic. It's just it's absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, I'm sold. I'm sold. Let's make it green light. Excellent. Well, folks, I hope you were entertained, and hopefully, you didn't puke absolutely. along the way. Oh, my God. I'm feeling a little queasy myself. Oh, what a crazy ride. Well, that's great. Uh, don't let me forget to record that we did this uh, in the um, in our random game generator. We might be reminded we not to try- do this again. <laughs> yeah, right. We try to space all of our ga- all of our games out uh, so that we don't repeat them so so rapidly. But, oh, friends, thank you for joining us. want to give a special uh, thank you to our wonderful patrons whose names we tossed out uh, at the beginning of the show. Uh, remember, you can visit patreon.com slash secretfriendsunite uh, to get a sampling of a lot of the great, fun, extra bonus content that we have been creating for you so check it out um you know feel free to support us that way another way you can support us if it's not monetarily is by reviewing the show on a podcast streamer of your choice let us know you're loving us drop that five-star review it does push our metrics around in a way that i don't totally understand but it makes more people see us and we would we would really and truly uh love your support in that regard so todd where do people find you out there uh, if you want to just check me out, because, you know, why not? I'm at Tioxtra. So check on, me out. Exactly. Check me out on Twitter at Tioxtra, where I'm talking about just, uh, you know, things about my personal life, uh, talking about sports, uh, sometimes about video games. That's what, where I dwell in that realm. And then uh, all the things Secret Friends Unite. Uh, I love that. At Secret Friends U on Twitter, our website, secretfriendsunite.com. Charlie talked about Patreon, also our Discord, which is, you know, I saw Charlie, your wife just joined our Patreon or our, our Discord inv- as well. I, I invited her just this evening. I'm trying to get her <clears throat> more looped into our um, USS Grand Petoskey sure. uh, Discord because we're, we're trying to move our, all of our comms from Facebook over to there because I, I, I like it better myself personally. Um, so that's great. I would love to see her chime in from time to time. She's kind of a lurker, so who knows? But I, I love having her involved in this stuff. She collaborates with me on one of our Patreon shows as well. So that's cool. Yeah, so Discord's a really good way for us to stay connected. <laughs> we we reach out to the community for our topics, our Patreons that we talk with our patreons there um so if you're part of that group if you are not though please join our discord and we've got our links on uh, basically for you to join as well so that's kind of all i'm up to charlie 
I love it. Well, go as always, friends, you can find me over on Twitter at the C3. Go ahead and spell it out. As I was mentioning, my lovely wife and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey. That is one of the largest chapters of the International Star Trek Fan Club in the world. We're based here in West Michigan, but we do have chapter members all over the place. I also run Region 13 for SFI, which includes Michigan and Eastern Canada. So if you are a trekker out there uh, in those places, want to get connected with other trekkers, in your general neck of the woods, drop me a line uh, at our Grand Petoskey website or socials or on Twitter. I'd be happy to help you out. One so last, with that, friends, one last thing, Charlie, before oh, I forget, our latest uh, Patreon episode of uh, Spinner Rack, which we talk about all the comics, is out now where we talk about Green Lantern's Blackest Night. Uh, yes. Check that out if you want. There's a preview on our Discord, uh, or sorry, on our nice. Patreon. So check that out. It's about two minutes long. But let you know, we're going to be doing East of West on our next spinner rack. So please read that comic in advance and just give us your questions specifically about East of West. So there you go. I would love it. Good deal. Uh, Friends, I'm going to tell you as always that thank you for joining us. Sharing is caring and keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. Chicago. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.